0: Okay, so again, here tonight with us is uh, Sumeda, the newest member of our monastic community, and uh, she has just finished the Foundation and Advanced Courses. What does that mean? The Foundation course is a course for someone who is new to this tradition, um, in general, you'd say someone who is new to the Mahasi Sayadaw tradition. So, if someone had practiced in the Mahasi Sayadaw tradition already, we'd kind of accelerate the foundation course. But if anyone, ha- if someone hasn't practiced in in the school that we follow, um, of Ajahn Tong, then we'll put them through some sort of foundation course. But we might accelerate it and call it an an uh, intermediate course if they have practiced the same sort of tradition and the same sort of technique. Now in uh, Sumedha's case she's practiced in other traditions before but I think never done a formal course in this tradition. And so she got a full almost full foundation course and in fact it was quicker than normal because she's practiced meditation for many years. Um and the advanced course is basically a repeat of the foundation course but it's only the, the foundation course generally takes 15 to 20 days to complete the advanced course only takes 10 days and you skip some of the beginning stages uh, because the meditators assume to have already uh, become accomplished in at least the, the basic stages and so she's done both of those, and that's really the curriculum that we have and At this point, the meditator will continue on with with advanced course after advanced course uh, at their convenience, so we do ten day by ten day courses and there are there are other things that can be done over the long term, but in general, that's how it goes So what I want to ask tonight, first, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background and what what got you interested in uh, meditation and Buddhism and a little bit about, just just briefly, about the courses that you've gone through.
1: Um, I suppose I um, picked up a Buddhist book somehow, along the line, around 2006, and um, sparked some interest in meditation, but then it wasn't until um, I was living in Vancouver British Columbia and my housemates had all set uh, Goenka courses and they said oh you should go it's wonderful you'll learn how to deal with pain (coughs) Um, and um, and then one of the housemates ended up going and saying uh, it was quite humbling and so I signed myself up and I thought I was quite happy going into the course and got there, and I was very humbled (laughs) um, and found my levels of contentment when I was stripped of all of my um, artistic um, allowances. Um, I've been a painter, so I wasn't allowed to paint. I wasn't allowed to, uh, you know, I guess at that point I was drinking and smoking quite regularly, so that was taken out and uh, just eating afternoon. Um, uh, what else? Uh, I'm sleeping when I want to. Um, the pain of sitting compounds everything. I guess it's about 10 hours a day with the Goenka tradition. And uh, the, the technique um, like this one just is a emotional exfoliator. So, it, on top of taking ev- all the comforts of daily life out, it it uh, brings all of the stuff that's uh, that I had been distracting myself with, um, that distracting myself from with the sensual pleasures. So, after seeing that first course, I f- I felt like I should really meditate and um, and stay at centers um, until I. F- can really find a sense of contentment uh, with with being stripped down of all those um, uh, allowances of t- um, art and music and socializing, um, I guess extroverting in general, um, just finding uh, contentment from within. And so I just (coughs) kept sitting course after course, I guess, (coughs) about um, maybe eight or 10 Goenka courses, uh, plus some. I just went out and Goenka says you can, you know, once you know the timetable, it's pretty simple. You just go and you can sit self-courses. So I went out and sat some in the forest and one fellow meditator allowed me to sit on our property in Hawaii. And, um, and then I tried to sit a bit longer, which is not really okay in the going good tradition, uh, to sit over 10 days by yourself. Um, but I had my friend drop me off somewhere where I couldn't really go back on the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was storm season. So it was hurricane first winds and I was stuck out in an archipelago, um, Haida Gwaii. It's like um, 100 kilometers off the northern coast of British Columbia and um, I tried to sit a 20-day course on my own. And um, a friend had given me a forest tradition book um, which is very inspiring and had actually inspired me to put myself in such a situation. And then I uh, I had sat 10-day courses uh, completely alone in the forest before. I had no problem. But um, for some reason, that going for 20 days was um, really, really difficult. I was having a hard time getting out of my sleeping bag in the morning. Hmm. (laughs) I was having...
0: You were uh, also doing fasting, wasn't it?
1: And I decided to eat, like just collect seaweed off the shore and dry it out and eat that. Um, And popcorn to (laughs) clean out the system um and uh eventually i started adding stuff but the problem was is i fasted for a couple days in the middle of the course um i had been really taking very little food and then i fasted and Mm. i think i might have drank a bunch of salt water like a gallon or something Mm. and and then i ate some like uh quinoa or lentils or something uh Mm and I felt like Superwoman, and I thought, okay, I'm going to the cave now, and so I set out with my backpack, and uh, the sun had come out, and it had been so wet, and no one lives on on the west coast of Hawaii because it's, it's so wet, and the elements, um, it's the longest stretch of untouched forest, so the j- Jurassic nature of it is, um, great for meditation, I guess, powerful, but, um, it's relentless with its uh, weather. It just the wind. The, the wind gets the rain um, vertical and upside down. There's it was puddling inside the door somehow, um, shaking the cabin with the winds. Actually, um,
0: and in the end, did you stay the 20 days?
1: Well, I ended up getting stuck out there for 26 because of the oh, wow. storms, um, and I really felt like. Uh, I felt like I, I... That was the longest time of my life. I've had near-death experiences, but mm. that was the the most drawn-out feeling, like, uh, I might die out here because I ran out of firewood and yeah. I ran out of gas in the chainsaw. Mm. And then I was feeling like I, I can't live in the forest anymore because I couldn't... Um, I was bucking wood and I couldn't handle killing the moss. <laughs> and I had been farming and I thought of all the weeds and all the weeds I'd been killing and I felt like I couldn't do it anymore Um, and then when I set out for the cave I was um, I mean I had been warned that there was landslides along the coast but I got um, I got myself into two landslides and uh, uh, the fear I mean it just was very humbling of uh, um, an ego I guess my ego got crushed with nature like the entire forest mm. um i didn't understand exactly what a landslide was mm. uh, up close and personal and how to get through it <laughs> but um i ended up s- uh, somehow thankfully um getting back to the cabin alive and uh, was reading the bhikkhu bodhi's discourses um and had never actually read like a Translation of just, you know straight sort of translation of the discourses. I had only really heard it through Granko It's just great, but it's not the same and I think it cut through a lot of layers of delusion and really made me um, Consider like what's the best way I can spend my time um, and uh um, I had been planning to start a meditation center up there. Um, I just and bring teachers there and run it off the grid and a yoga center, meditation center, and and,
0: and this you you'd, you'd mentioned that this was a, a, a sort of a, a turning point where you realized that you, you you needed to to do this kind of thing under a teacher, right? Like in the beginning,
1: because my mind. <laughs> I had um I would I would read like uh the the suttas or the or the the mun's biography and I'd feel so inspired, incredibly inspired. And then I would um sit and my whole body just hurt. And I'd never had um like a recent course at that point. It had been about three years of sitting or maybe two years of sitting. Three years of sitting. Um and it had been a long time since I had just the entire course like uh scanning the body like it just every part of it seemed to hurt and metta was out of the question it was just i was so agitated um and i was so um my mind was um ruthless with trying to get away with um things just not you know daydreaming pretty much um and i thought oh if i have a teacher that can read my mind i can't get away <laughs> with this and then I thought, well, even if I don't have a teacher that can read my mind, if I'm in robes, um, mm. I don't think there's any way I'm going to really let myself mess around because that's, I mean, I have so much respect for the, uh, Buddha's work and like there wouldn't be, uh, you know, such requisites available. Um, I mean, maybe maybe there would be um, in another way, but...
0: So that was the time when you th- you also thought that you you wanted to ordain, where yeah. it you. Also, reading Ajahn Mun's uh, biography. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what what led you to to uh, to our center?
1: Um, Paulinjani. <laughs>
0: you went to Aranya Bodhi and.
1: Uh, I met Paulinjani. This is where
0: you, in your efforts to find a place to ordain.
1: Yeah, okay. I thought. Oh, I go. Um, um, I think I actually decided when I was out there I should go to the monastery in California and I'd heard of the nunnery. I thought I'll, I'll get some direction for Thailand there.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so your intention was to go to Thailand?
1: Yeah, I had <clears throat> I had no idea that it was at all even somewhat difficult to ordain as a, mm-hmm. a female monk um, or even a nun. Um, mm. I had no idea that there was any sort controversy. of controversy at all. Um, mm. I went to Berkham Monastery on the uh-huh. way down, and the abbot...
0: To see if you could ordain there? No, just
1: no. to mm. uh, ask for his advice. I see. And he said, oh, there's actually a buffet of ordinations that you can choose from. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, and uh, he had had one lady who went, I guess, ten years ago to be a mechi, mechi quinn. Uh, Quinn I think and uh, um, I don't know where she's at but uh, a, f- a fellow uh, meditator there said she would actually met her and said she was having a hard time and the general feeling I got was that the Meiji life was not easy and it was not um, people weren't exactly liking it so much um, and so it really kind of uh, and I wasn't really feeling the Mechi too much um, but you know I was I'd rather be a Mechi than a lay person I think mm-hmm. and then one of the Ajans at Wat um, Pananachat, when I told him that I was thinking of ordaining at Wat um, Papang he said I don't think that's a good idea I think you'll get disheartened um, and maybe that's because they they do a lot of work there Um, And I feel extremely grateful that Polignani invited me here and gave me a little bit of warning because she's actually been a Mechi herself as well and she's been through the ropes.
0: What do you think of Sri Lanka, the the country, (laughs) so Um, far?
1: (laughs) I think it's... uh, I I haven't seen much of it, but being here uh, for some... For some reason, I I feel uh, I feel at home. But I've I've been living on a lot of islands. Like uh, this island mm-hmm. actually kind of reminds me a bit of a Buddhist mm-hmm. version of Puerto Rico. Okay. I was living on Puerto Rico. <laughs> I know
0: I know I know the feeling of the island. I was born on an island, uh, okay. and and it's amazing to have the same feelings come back here. Hey, you realize that there is something to being on an island. The
1: yeah, it uh, makes a bit of um, solidarity or homogeneity. This is
0: also true. Um, okay, but let, let's um, let's let's skip ahead a little bit to what I'm really interested in is um, something quite specific, and and I want to pull it out of context. So, what the question is a very simple question. What did, what, what do you think, or or how do you feel you have benefited from this course and what i'd like to, why, what I mean by pulling it out of context is i'd like you to just talk about this course and not compare it to your other courses in speech, uh, not compare it to your other courses at all uh if the benefits you gained some of the benefits you gained were the same as other courses ju- just talk about them as the benefits of this course or you know if you think there are benefits which we assume that you think there are some benefits, otherwise you wouldn't still be here so how you're feeling before you you went into this course, how that is different from your feeling afterwards. So it should be specifically about this course, but it could be the same sorts of things you've gained in other courses, which is fine, but only only referring to this course.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, I would say that this course did have its special um, kind of advantage um, that I could... uh, It's very hard to talk about consciousness, so... um, I guess, going into the course, I was quite confident uh, having sat other courses, Um, and that got a bit shattered, just with the unknowingness of what I'm getting myself into, which kind of started happening on day one. Mm. (laughs) Um, It's like i get uh i put in a room with a television of my mind and um and it it kind of comes back to like contentment levels and um, being told to sit there and just uh i guess flip back that i mean the i guess um let's see like the the m- The meditation technique here um, of saying, thinking, thinking, thinking when you're thinking, was uh, a real um, knife for the ego's head almost. It just really, as I put it, uh, I don't know if that's a good way to put it. That's, that sounds like a great
0: way to put it. I'm, I'm inspired. Okay, so
1: <laughs>
0: a knife to the ego.
1: Well, okay, so I can sit there and um, uh, I, I feel, com- uh, I guess, confident in the sense that like um, I, I could easily sit with my mind and watch it. I guess, um, but like a you know TV, but it, it does get annoying after a few days of. Um, you know, not sitting on a couch and watching it or with all your food and drinks and every popcorn. Um, and some of the channels can get quite violent and or just agitating um, uh, as the technique goes on. And this meditation technique was telling me, was sitting across the room and saying, now seeing 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 say to yourself seeing seeing which my mind didn't want to do when it had and you know um this was a very uh, I, g- I guess a big the the just having the kind of babysitter of um, not letting myself get away with um going along with what was mm. happening um Because I guess um, I got to a point where I could be with sensations or be with the breath in some way, but still kind of uh, be enjoying watching the workings of the mind. Hmm. Um, So I guess um, my mind kind of threw a fit for a while, (laughs) the babysitter of... The meditation technique, saying, "Now just say thinking, thinking, thinking. Just say seeing, seeing, seeing. Um, almost kind of like teasing me like I have the remote control and I can turn off this TV if you want. I can turn off this radio of your mind, but you're gonna have to practice." And so I, I guess eventually I gave in, and it's like the the room disappears, and I'm you know in a great state of mind like uh, like being, you know, out on out on the west coast in Haida Gwai, but that's only so great for a little bit. And then I noticed the babysitter's still there saying scene, scene scene. Like
0: when you said to me you're feeling very happy and, and then you hear the babysitter happy or calm was it? <laughs> calm and you're like no no no
1: <laughs> it just <laughs> shatters <me> it. <laughs> shatters everything mm. it's not it's not that fun anymore to mm. have that um overlooking impartiality um, sit with you um and it's like why isn't it fun um why like why <laughs> um and i kind of sort of tried to examine myself a bit more, and it's like, well, what's, like, I guess, and with the teacher's health, like, it's really just greed, uh, like, indulgence. I'm not indulging in, you know, food. I'm not indulging in sleep. I mean, sleep-deprived of anything. Um, but I'm indulging in my mental s- states and daydreaming. I'm indulging in uh, letting myself think letting the ego take hold, take reins and, uh, and that broke down, I guess, a whole nother level to, uh, a state where, what would you call that? Cessation. Um, that I don't actually remember, which is interesting, (laughs) but, um, what has been important for me with meditation is not so much the experience, um, as much as, like, the effects it has Mm. and the effect um, coming out of um, a state that I don't remember, because apparently...
0: Because memory is impermanent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Memory is impermanent and... And
0: if they were impermanent, there would be suffering, no? Right. And if there's suffering, it's not cessation. So... I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to put words into your mouth. I'm just call, running commentary. No, go ahead. The, the most, I, I'm totally with you. The most important are the results. So, if it, w- the proof of the pudding, is under the crust. What was the, the benefit, the the change, positive or negative, coming out of the course?
1: Very positive, and mm-hmm. and also. just a lot of faith in um, turning away from, um, even like. Experiences in the course, I'd been. I realized I'd been clinging to, oh wow, this this is like this is a lot of pain. Oh my gosh, um, like whoa, <laughs> like what is coming out? Um, or this like the mental states. Uh, I don't know, you know, names for different types of mental states or, mm-hmm. or visions coming in <laughs> and going and. Um, just making things special i think when dhamma talk you said this is not that Mm. um and when you said it it didn't uh hit me like it did uh, i guess maybe a few days later it's like this is not that because it's no longer you know i'm no longer staying in the present moment if i'm if i've had some sort of experience and i'm still thinking about it i'm still walking with it and i'm not thinking thinking Mm. thinking and I'm creating more I'm proliferating myself Mm. really and so I guess uh, having surrendered to the technique and um, I guess experiencing on some level uh, states of cessation and coming out uh, experiencing the extreme sense of calm and peace um, and a bit more clarity I guess
0: hmm.
1: um, it gives a lot of faith of uh, the danger in proliferating my thoughts and myself and not keeping them in check not babysitting them and um, um, it gives yeah a lot of inspiration to keep practicing I guess
0: Wonderful. this by the way is the definition the Buddha gave to the word bhikkhu bayangi katiti, sangsare bayangi katiti, one who sees the fearsomeness in clinging, in proliferating, in proliferating really. This is what mm. the word bhikkhu means. Mm. So very, very well said. as though we're coming from a book. Well, thank you. That was a great thing and it will be a great resource for people who are in similar situations and uh, are having similar thoughts to give them encouragement and help them to make the right choice for their future.